Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Tonight, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor, we're going to trial. Simone Missick is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench. Everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, tonight at 9, 8 central on CBS. Tonight, it's the CBS original comedy, The Neighborhood. I need at least a month to prepare for a debate, not six hours. Actually, it's four hours. <laughs> no, my watch is broken, too. With Cedric the Entertainer, Max Greenfield, and guest star Wayne Brady. You gotta fund the schools or graduate fools. I stole all my lines. Look, don't worry, I got a plan. Okay, well, what is it? Okay, so I don't have a plan. A new episode of The Neighborhood. You're gonna have to give them a show. Tonight, 8, 7 central on CBS. We talk a little National Football League with our buddy Jason Lockenfora, Radio.com Sports, NFL Insider. He is back with us on the Technicom Hotline. JLC, it's been a while, buddy. How you been? I'm doing all right. It's good to talk to you. Uh, midday is, is, <laughs> is good. I, I got to say, with me doing afternoon drive myself, this uh, I'm glad for, for more reasons than one you made the switch. It's yeah. easier to catch up. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad we can do this again, man. And uh, I, I just I was joking to start the show that you know I had been uh, laughing at people who were just looking for any reason to be mad at Matt Rule these days, but I'm mad at Matt Rule because I just spent 45 minutes at Panthers camp and didn't get to see a daggone bit of practice because they stayed inside <laughs> the bubble. But, hey, that's how it goes sometimes. Uh, I, I know that you're turn, tuned in to a lot of these training camps right now. What, what's standing out to you as the most interesting news across NFL training camp right now? I mean, it's it's the health and safety. Um, to me, it's the, 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 the minuscule numbers of guys who are testing positive and particularly guys who are still at this point even on the restricted COVID list. Uh, this has gone beyond my wildest expectations. Um, I get the sense from listening to Troy Vincent and Dr. Alan Sills, their chief medical officer, do a conference call yesterday that they're, you know, very pleasantly surprised that it's been handled uh, this well, really uniformly throughout the league. There isn't anything that looks like a Marlin situation or looks like a, you know, St. Louis Cardinal situation. And I'm not casting aspersions, and I'm not saying that anybody necessarily did anything wrong there to get it, but clearly, um, you've had certain flare-ups in baseball that has disrupted uh, the season to a, a, a high magnitude. So um, we'll see what happens, you know, when people start traveling. And, and these are large traveling parties when we're talking about the NFL. And obviously they're continuing to add protocols in place. Um, they're continuing to uh, be as stringent as they can with this and and we'll see if eventually there is a bubble or if they do have to stop for some period of time um nobody knows but man so far so good I'll get back to the camp storylines in just a second, but you mentioned the playoffs, the bubble. I saw that headline yesterday. The NFL is looking at the possibility. They called, a, they called it a secure environment for the, uh, the yeah. playoff. What, what does that mean to you? Do you think that, that works? Does it happen? 
I mean, just from talking informally to coaches and GMs over the last, even before camp opened, there was a lot of chatter in the football community that, hey, at some point, you know, we, it may make sense to do what's really working well for the NHL and the NBA and, and to, you know, especially who knows what's going to come second wave in the fall or winter or whatever, that it might make sense to at least have a formal plan that everybody's aware of so you could start making certain travel arrangements and you could start um, securing, you know, certain hub cities, whether it's, you know, one city for each round or whether it's one city for the AFC and one city for the NFC and everybody's at the same hotel or the same group of hotels um, or whether it's one for the entire NFL, which would seem difficult just because of the field conditions and whatnot. Um, But that might make sense. And Sean Payton, one of the people who was sort of supporting this idea or believing at least the NFL should be investigating it. You know, Troy Vincent said yesterday that Sean, you know, has formerly sort of, talk to the competition committee and others at the league office about this concept and and further developing it. And um, I I think it is worthy of further exploration and, and may end up making a lot of sense. Jason, you've got a piece out over at CBS Sports right now, but the, uh, the the quarterback battles to watch in the NFL training camps across the league right now, what, what is the most interesting quarterback battle to you? I mean, there, there's there's a few. I, I'm the, the thing in Vegas. I, I'm incredibly intrigued by just because John Gruden always has quarterback wanderlust, and he's been with Derek Carr long enough now to know what he is. And when he looks, when when you hear him gushing after one practice about what a dynamic playmaker Mariota is, that's what he wants at that position. He's been, you know, he was in the booth for a decade and. The thing he seemed to love the most, even more than calling games, was getting with all these college quarterbacks and doing his QB camp, you know, leading up to the draft. Well, he studied one dynamic playmaker after the next, and he's doing this at a period of time when the position is evolving and and offenses around the league in general are evolving. And, And you talk to people who know him well, and this goes back quite some time now, there's a frustration that Derek Carr always wants to play it safe. And you're a better athlete than your rushing numbers show. And you're a better, you've got a bigger arm than your yards per attempt shows. And it can't just be about checking it down to the running back or hitting the tight end in the flat. Like I need more, I need more explosion. And not that Mariota's got the biggest arm in the world, but he can extend plays. And, you know, I, I'm just very interested to see how all that plays out. Um, that division as a whole, I mean, I think Denver's going to play really good defense. Um, the Chiefs' defense got really good as the season went along. Um, you know, uh, that, that, that could be tough. And if they get off to a slow start, I just wonder if, you know, Gruden is fascinated by what's behind door number two. And then, you know, Miami with Tua, I, I think he plays at some point. I think it's probably, you know, around Halloween, maybe a little later. I, I think, you know, Fitzy gets six, eight games, depending on how they're going and, and, and whatnot. But, but I mean, look, Miami tore that whole thing down to the studs to be able to be in position to get a franchise quarterback. With, with 2020 and so much unknown, and are we going to get 16 games in, yada, yada, yada. I, I can't imagine a scenario where they don't at least get a decent look. 
at the kid they did take in the first round. Jason, I got a kick out of uh, reports out of New England that Bill Belichick was saying, well, you know, we'd consider a quarterback by committee or, you know, a two-quarterback system right. if we really needed to. No, he's not considering that. And and I saw some of the media up there in Boston, you know, one, one in particular just two days ago saying, man, I'm really impressed with Cam Newton's ball placement. It's much better than advertised. It's funny how the, these narratives have, have kind of spun the way they have. But, I mean, what, what how do you see that shaping up up there? Look, I wrote the column about the QB hotspots. I didn't even put New England in it because, to me, this is—I mean, there there is no competition there. They're they're going to cater that offense to Cam Newton's strengths. They're going to use Cam's ability um, to force teams to defend him to open up their entire run game, um, where they need some help. Uh, and, and they don't have great offensive weapons. Uh, I don't know that they're going to be able to go bombs away. Uh, because I and Keel Harry can't run, you know what I mean, and they don't have a move tight end that worries you anymore. And <sighs> Muhammad Sanu ain't separating from anybody. So I'm I, I and and look, Josh McDaniels knows that and understands that, and Bill Belichick knows that and understands that. I think they will put Cam in positions to succeed. Um, and and I don't have to tell you how well Cam was playing the last time his body allowed him to stay on the field for any prolonged period of time he was playing at an mvp level again um can they keep him healthy will the rigors of you know 16 weeks get to him will something else happen to the foot or the shoulder i none of us can answer all that but one of these things is not like the other in that quarterback room and it's cam who still obviously has freakish a freakish build a freakish skill set and freakish talent Jason Lockenfora, Radio.com Sports NFL Insider. He's with us on the Technicom Hotline. Jason, given what we know about the Panthers roster, what is the best-case scenario, the ideal scenario for Carolina this season? I Carolina and Arizona are two teams that I just feel like in that conference nobody's talking about who will be better uh, than expected. And w- could one of them make the playoffs? Yeah. Do I think it's Carolina? Probably not. Um but if they're 500 and there's an expanded playoff and we're getting it through a normal season, do I think it's entirely out of question that they're, they're playing meaningful football games into the holidays, you know, Christmas? I don't. Um, I don't. But this is not the ideal time to have a full new regime. But nobody knows startups better than, than Matt Rule. And it's funny, I was talking to Deion Dawkins the other day, the left tackle for the Bills after he got his contract. And I'm like, you know, you – Sean McDermott and these guys are doing great things, turning it around there, you know, Brandon Bean, but I'm like, and, and they're tough, but I'm guessing the toughest practices and the greatest team building you ever saw was what, what was going on in, you know, North Philly at Temple with Matt Rule. And he's like, hey, bro, he's like, there's so many similarities between the way it's turned around here and with what Rule did with us at Temple. Um, and he was just absolutely gushing about it. And, and, and you know, he's like, there's th- that, that team is going to turn it around and turn it around relatively quickly. Do they do it in one year? I'm not sure. The offense is interesting to me, though, and despite all the newness, the coordinator and the quarterback are already simpatico. So that's a big plus. And you guys know they drafted all defense, not by design. That's how it worked. That's how it fell into place. But they obviously need a lot of help over there. Um, I think they'll be a competitive football team. Uh, I think they'll be better offensively than, than people might be thinking. Um you know, and if they can get the, the kid Thomas going just a little bit at the tight end spot, 
I, I think they have a chance to be to be pretty, you know, pretty dynamic. Teddy's going to make smart decisions. Teddy's not going to put them in. Uh, he's not going to put that defense behind the the eight ball. Um, they're going to play smart, sound football. They'll make big plays when they're there. They've obviously got one of the most explosive running backs in the game. Uh, so I think they'll be an interesting team. And, and if they, they come in around 500, I wouldn't be shocked. Hey, last thing then, really quickly, is the get now look, college college coaches making the jump to the NFL. It's not always gone well. In fact, there have been more that have failed than have succeeded. But I, I guess my question for you is, is it as difficult as it's always been, or is it easier now to make that transition? Well, I, I think he's a unicorn because he's done it twice. You know, I mean, and he's done it under – I mean, nobody wins at Temple, and nobody wanted Baylor. And, and he turned them around, you know, by year two – that arrow was pointing strongly in, in the right direction, and then he continued to build on it. Um, and I think he's used to not having four preseason games. And I mean, the college evaluation process is kind of like what the pros have to do with this very weird offseason and, and training camp scenario. Um, so I think he's uniquely equipped to handle it. I think he's special. Um, and I, I think people are going to be really excited uh, by the middle of the season about the direction the team's headed. Jason Lockenfora, Radio.com Sports, NFL Insider. He's with us on the Technicom guest line. All Insider calls brought to you by Pennzoil. Motor oil's made from natural gas. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Jason, we appreciate you, buddy. Have a great show. We'll talk soon. Always my pleasure, brother. Thank you.